0: Lord, uh, thank you for just the way that you've designed the family. Thank you, Lord, that in the busyness of this world, um, you've designed it so that we have people that we can just go and be at home with, that we can just rest with. Father, thank you that you are someone that we can be at home with, someone that we can rest with. And today, Lord, I just pray that each person here, that each one of us would um, just grow more in our knowledge of of you, not a head knowledge, Lord, but a knowing through experience with you. Lord, we want to experience you. We need to experience you. Lord, you've um, shown us through your word that heaven (laughs) is endlessly experiencing you. But thank you we don't have to wait. Thank you that we can experience you right now. And I pray that for each one of us here in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you um, were blessed to have a good mother as I was, uh, the thing that I appreciate most is that she spent so much time with me. That's what marked me. There's so many other things in this world that she could have focused on, that she could have been doing, but she said no to a million other things, and she said yes to me and her children. Well, what I want to share with you this morning is that God is someone that you can experience a relationship with in the same way that you experience a relationship with a good mother. I will never forget the first time that I suddenly understood that I could know Jesus. I was raised up in a church home, uh, From the time I was born, I was attending church services and, you know, hearing the word and those kinds of things. But it was when I was in junior high and I was at a church camp and I was listening to this preacher I'd never heard before. And I have no idea what the sermon was. I just know I looked at that guy and I could tell he knew Jesus. He knew him. And whatever he was saying, he was making it clear that I could know him. And from that point, I couldn't wait. Uh, I got out of that service and I went out into some trees and I just started talking to Jesus. And I didn't hear a voice, but I'm telling you, he was talking to me. And from that time on, I knew I can know him. But here's what I want to share with you this morning. That journey and walking with Him has been filled with obstacles. And after that, I went off to Bible college and seminary and multiple Bible colleges and multiple seminaries. And I want to tell you something. What I've found is that within the church, there are multiple obstacles that want to keep you and I from having a true relationship with Jesus. And that's what I want to share with you this morning. You know, I'll never forget, after coming here, I had been, again, to multiple Bible colleges. I'd been to a seminary. But after I was here and I was pastoring, I decided to continue my education further. And I went to a seminary in St. Louis. And when I was there at that seminary, it was a part of a denomination that did not allow people to pastor until after they had completed Not only Bible college, but a seminary. So you had to go through six to seven years of schooling, undergraduate, graduate, before they would allow you to pastor. And when I told some of those people that I was already pastoring, they were like, they were horrified. What is someone like you doing pastoring? That kind of mentality Permeates the church to the point that many of us don't think that we can read the word and understand it. Here's the thing about the word the word is God's um, thoughts to you about Himself, but they are meant to lead you to Him. Every day, I spend time just reading the Word. I just read it. Now, I have study tools and all those kinds of things, but you know what? That's not where I spend my time. I spend my time just reading the Word. Why? Am I just trying to gain more knowledge? No. It's where I experience God. And that's what I'm hungry for. I am hungry to experience God. But one of the things, one of the hurdles that I had to get over was understanding that I could understand the Word. Because even after going to Bible college and seminary, I still had uh, to fight a mentality that says, you can't really understand this unless you have um, a Greek New Testament over here and you have some commentaries over here and you have a concordance over here. and You know what? Listen to me, you don't need any of that. Like I mean you don't need any of that, and as a matter of fact, a lot of that stuff will give you hurdles to cross over when it comes to experiencing God. You can understand this book. I want to tell you something, the New Testament, some of you know this, um, it was written in the Greek language. Now, what's interesting, though, is that before 1897, which was 125 years ago. Now, that may seem long, but it's not that long ago when you look at the span of history. Before that, they had the Scripture. They had the Scripture in English. But the weird thing was, is that when they translated the New Testament from Greek The Greek that they found in the New Testament was unlike any other Greek they found anywhere else in any other books. You see, they had books on history. They had books on philosophy. They had books on architecture and poetry, all written in Greek. But the Greek that was in the Bible was different. There was about 5,000 words that were contained in the New Testament. 500 of those words could not be found in any other Greek literature. People were like, what's the deal? Why is the Bible written in such a different language? And so some people start thinking, I know what it is. It's a special Holy Spirit language. It's a Holy Spirit language. And that's why these words aren't found anywhere else. Then in 1897, they were doing some excavation. And they found this old garbage dump. And it was around the town of Alexandria, which was a part of the, you know, Greece, a part of the kingdom. And as they're digging down, they find these old letters. They find letters that husbands wrote to their wives and, you know, sons that were off in the military wrote to their parents. And they found old grocery lists. And you know what they found in all of those letters and grocery lists? They found the missing 500 words. There they were. They're like, what's the deal? None of these words were in all the books that we had. Well, here was the deal. You see, intellectuals were using what was called classical Greek. Because when you're an intellectual, you need to show others that you are superior. And that you know words that other people don't know. Otherwise, how would they know that you're extra special and intelligent and that they should follow you and do whatever you say? You can't possibly speak in the language that everybody understands. Well, guess what? The New Testament wasn't written in the classical Greek. The New Testament was written what's called basic elementary Greek. It was the language of the common people that common people used. You know why it was written in that language? Because God wrote his word so that you could understand it. And, and even as I say that, you don't believe me. You don't really believe me. So many of you, when you're reading this word and you don't understand something, the first place you go to is, oh, well, I've got this handy little study Bible. I'm going to go right down here to the commentary notes. Oh, this is what that means. Probably not. Because what you just read was the thoughts of an intellectual. That's what you just read. You did not read the word. And what I have found through so much education is that there are so many obstacles that are put in place to make you feel like you can't understand the word. The word has already been translated for you. If you know Greek, great. Are there some advantage to that? Sure. Do you need to know it? Absolutely not. You do not need to know. You do not need to go back and retranslate the words. It's been done for you and what you need to know you are able to know God with that's what I want to share with you this morning you are able to know God you are able to know the word and what we're talking about here is something that Jesus dealt when he was on this earth and I want to go to a scripture that talks about that very thing it's found in the book of Luke in chapter 11 gospel of Luke chapter 11 And the main verse I want to focus on is um, 52. But in order to give you a little context, I'm going to go back up. I'm going to go back up to verse 45. Jesus had just been reprimanding some Pharisees. And there were some experts in religious law standing there. Expert. That's a funny little word that gets thrown around a lot. If I'm an expert, just do what I say. Don't question it. Don't try to understand it. Just do what I say, right? We've seen that over the last two years. That hasn't gone very well. Verse 45 says, Teacher, said an expert in religious law, you have insulted us too in what you just said. Yes, said Jesus. What sorrow awaits you experts in religious law? For you crush people with unbearable religious demands, and you never lift a finger to ease the burden. I want you to hear this. If you feel like you are being crushed by unbearable religious demands, you do not know Jesus. You do not know him. That is not who he is. He has made it clear that his burden is light. His yoke is easy. That is his words. So if you're in a place that you feel like following Jesus is just unbearable, like there's too much to it, you don't get it. You don't understand it. Well, but all of these preachers and, you know, uh, on church and the or, or on TV and the and on the radio and the places I've been to, this is what they told me. I don't care. I don't care. They've told you wrong. Well, But they've got all these followers and, uh, I mean, all these people say they really know what they're talking about. Well, I want you to hear this. There were a lot of people that said that these people knew what they were talking about. The ones that Jesus is talking to. And I want you to hear what he has to say to them. He says, Verse 47, what sorrow awaits you, for you build monuments for prophets your own ancestors killed long ago. But in fact, you stand as witnesses who agree with what your ancestors did. They killed the prophets and you join in their crime by building the monuments. This is what God in his wisdom said about you. I will send prophets and apostles to them, but they will kill some and persecute the others. So here's what he's saying. Here's what's happening. Previously to them, to the people he's talking to, their ancestors were killing the prophets. And those were the people that came to them and said, I'm speaking from God. Turn from your ways. And they said, we don't want to hear that. That's not God kill him. But today, these people said, you know what? We want to honor those prophets that were killed. We're not like those people. Let's build a monument. Because here's the thing. Today, when we read about stuff like this, I can remember thinking these things as I was in Bible college. I'd be reading the Word and I'm reading about these, you know, uh, experts in religious law and Pharisees. And I remember thinking, that's so weird. I'm glad I don't live in a time like that. I mean, the time I live in, everybody wants to follow Jesus. They're not out, you know, there's not people in the church that don't like Jesus and want to kill Jesus. That's so weird to read about this stuff. Hear this. That's the same thought that these people had that were there with Jesus. They were thinking, I'm so glad I didn't live back before my time when those people were killing the prophets. That's so awful. We would never do those things. We would do that right now. There are teachers, uh, not just on TV and radio, but preachers standing up. They would be so angry at Jesus, they would want Him dead. Because he would be speaking against the things that they are saying. Why? Because they try to make it so you feel that you can't know God without them. They're the expert. You need need to read their commentary to understand the word. You couldn't possibly understand it yourself. It's the same thing that they were doing. People haven't changed. The things that you read about in the Word, we are living them out today. But if you don't understand that, you're going to find yourself following an expert in religious law instead of following Jesus. I want to skip on down to verse 52 now. He says, what sorrow awaits you experts in religious law? For you remove the key to knowledge from the people. You don't enter the kingdom yourself and you prevent others from entering. What's he talking about there? Well, God is the source of all knowledge, right? He's the source of all knowledge. And so if we want knowledge, we're going to get it from him. Well, one of the big ways that he's given us knowledge is through his word. He's written his word so that we can know him and follow him. And again, he's written it in such a way that everyday people can understand. Go back to his disciples. His disciples were uneducated guys, fishermen, blue-collar people. They were not experts in anything. But here's the the, the insanity of this. Today. In trying to follow Jesus, we say, well, you know, yeah, that was those disciples, but now you need to, you know, go to Bible college, you need to do this. You know, No, you just need to read the Word. That's it. You don't need to have any, any other stuff. Now, am I saying that there's not other things that, that are beneficial? No, not at all. But what I'm saying is we point to those things and we feel like we've got to have them and we feel like we can't understand the Word. You can. Just sit down and start reading. And if you don't understand, just keep reading. Just keep reading, keep reading. You're gonna go. You're gonna hit the end. Go back to the beginning. Keep reading through. That's what I do every day. I just read the Bible. I read the Bible. And, and, and every year, I, I I get through and I. Go back to the beginning, and I just keep reading through, and I just keep reading through. And every time, God continues to show me more and more. And as I'm reading, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This connects with that, and this connects with that. And I see things I've never seen before, and it only comes from just reading it. So what I'm saying to you is, just read it. Don't let someone convince you that you can't understand it. Because again, part of the reason they do that is because it gives them power. Again, we've seen that uh, um, in in our uh, country and around the world the last few years. We've had experts say, do this, and don't you dare question why. Well, can you explain it to me? I mean, I know I'm not an expert in this field, but can you just put it in simple terms? Why are you wanting me to do this? This doesn't make sense to me. Don't ask questions. Just, Just do it. Never follow that never follow that. You don't need to be an expert in everything, but you know what? When you go to your doctor and your doctor's explaining something to you, you you still are able to make decisions. Make them explain it to you in a way that you can understand. Don't let them hide behind words that you don't understand because they can always break it down. God wrote His Word in such a way that you can understand it. You're not going to understand all of it. You're never going to understand all of it. You're going to spend eternity getting to know God. And you're going to constantly learn more and more about Him. But He has written it in such a way that you can understand. Now, one of the things that you do find, though, when you look at Scripture, it talks about how Jesus would speak in story form. He was always speaking in story form. And when asked, why are you doing that, He said that He was doing it so that those who didn't really want to follow Him wouldn't understand. And you know who that included? The experts in religious law. In the book of John, Jesus says to them, You search the Scriptures, but yet you don't see that they point to Me. How could they do that? How could they be searching the Scripture and not see that it pointed to Him? Because they weren't really trying to follow Jesus. Hear me. Some of these commentaries that you're reading, they are written by people who aren't really wanting to follow Jesus, and there are things that they're not seeing, and you've got to be really careful. Because some of this stuff, this is what denominations are built upon. They're built upon, you know, great-great-great-grandpa so-and-so who was, you know, researching and decided this was the truth, And instead of people really going back to the Bible and coming to conclusions, they say, Well, he said this, and so I don't really understand it. It's all kind of confusing, but I trust him. Don't do that. Don't do that. If I did that, I would still be back in the Mormonism I grew up in, because that's what I was told. I was told there's one prophet, he's living today, and you do what he says, it doesn't matter if it makes sense. And because of that, many of my family are still locked in it because they had that mindset. They don't understand it, but that's okay because they were told they got to trust somebody else. But you know what? It didn't end when I walked out of Mormonism. I've found it in every denomination that I've been around. The schools that I've been a part of, they were all part of different denominations. And every one of them have certain teachings that they're just grounded on, but it's not something that the people in there read the word and said, Oh. That's what I believe. No, no, no. They were told it by somebody. And then they were told, well, here's how you find it. You go to here and you go to here. And it doesn't make sense to them. But they trust the people that are telling it to them. That's exactly what the people were doing here that Jesus was talking to. The experts in religious law. They had, they, that's all they did was just study. And all these other people, they had jobs You know, they're out there fishing, trying to make a living. They're out there swinging hammers, whatever it is. And they don't have time. So they're saying, okay, whatever these experts tell me, that's what I'm going to do. That's not who God is. God wrote His Word in such a way that you, if you can read, you can understand. And if you can't read, you can listen. We have that technology today. You just listen to the Word And you can understand it. And if you have beliefs that you didn't come to because you read the Word and came to that belief, but it was told to you, question every one of them. Question every one of them. Go to the Word. Don't listen to me. I'm not the expert. Uh, As I read the Word, God is constantly revealing new things to me. And and I mean almost, I don't know how often, but, but all the time I'm reading stuff and I'm like, huh wait a minute, I've always thought this, but as I'm reading that, that doesn't seem to align. Well, you know what? That's okay. Because I'm growing in the Lord. And what I'm trying to point you to is the Lord, not to me. I want you to know that. It's so crucial that you know that you can walk with the Lord. But in order for you to walk with the Lord, you you need to spend time in His Word. It's, It's what He's written to you for your life, and you can know it. You don't need... Anyone else? I pray that you will take this to heart and that you will go after it and you'll just start spending time with Jesus. He is able to transform your life. That's what he wants to do. Jesus was saying to these people that essentially they're blind guides and they're leading the blind. You're able to have your eyes opened and to be able to see the world around you It's through the eyes of the Lord. When Jesus spoke in parables, those who actually wanted to follow him, they were able to understand because he would reveal it to them. There's another place in scripture where it talks about Jesus opening their hearts so that they can understand. Here's what it takes from you. It takes a desire. Do you really want to know God? If you really want to know God, the Holy Spirit will reveal things as you read the word. He'll just He'll bring them to your heart and bring them to your mind. Lord, thank you um, that you want to know us, that you want to have a real relationship with us. Lord, thank you that your word is, is written in such a way that we can know you. We don't have to have an expert. We don't have to go to a priest. Lord, we're able to come directly to you. Lord, I, I pray if there's one here that doesn't really believe that, Lord, I pray that you would just manifest yourself to them in a way that just shows them, Lord, that you want to have a relationship with them. Lord, that, that it's with you. They don't, they don't, you don't want to go through anybody else. You don't want to go through me to have a relationship with them. You want to have it directly with them. Lord, I pray that each person here would know that joy. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would stand, please. We're going to end our time worshiping.